This is a brief healing, and I am Sensei Raven Ekundayo. At the time of this recording, we are going from Sunday to Monday, uh, Memorial Day 2021. Uh, Memorial Day being the last day of the month of May, which is also Mental Health Awareness Month, before we step into June, which is Pride Month, uh, hence the name of this episode. It is also the final episode for some time of the Healing Space podcast. Uh, THS will be back. However, I stated I would only be gone for a month. I'm not sure when I'll be back, Misfit Universe. And I'm not going to rush it. I've been having a lot of issues over the last few years with my mental health. And I've been very honest with all of you about it. To my surprise, a lot of people that I've known for years have opened up to me quite a bit once finding this out. <laughs> I've come to find that, you know, the the peace and love guy didn't necessarily work for everyone, which I always knew. Uh, so I don't know exactly how to feel with the fact that once I started to share my mental health journey, people that I knew for years uh, began to open up to me about uh, very important, very powerful things about them. Uh, but the namaste guy didn't necessarily work. <laughs> but that's neither here nor there. It's a conversation for another day. Um, I've decided that I need to take a break. And this break needs to be for a while. I admit that I have been overwhelmed in every aspect of my life. I've been overwhelmed. Uh, I am constantly on the go. I have pushed back my own yoga practice, my own meditation. I am constantly doing, doing, doing for others. Even when it comes to getting the podcast up. It used to be very freeing for me to do the podcast. I love the opportunity to uh, converse with others, to be able to share my own opinions, but after a while it's become like a chore. This month of May has been amazing, amazing. From Hari Ziad to Imani Van Zapp to the aunties of the Minority Report. Like this has been an amazing month and I was really looking forward to it. However, I was honest with all of them that I am exhausted, you know. I talked to the aunties of Minority Report about that quite a bit, uh, that I'm so tired and just ready to go away for a while, you know, to just go away and to, to have a moment to focus on me. Now, for those of you who have been listening to the podcast since 2017, this isn't new for you all. You know, uh, usually after our anniversary each year, I go away for the entire month of October. We've had a handful of times during the course of the podcast where I've left for longer than that. Uh, it's always me needing to recenter. This time around, I'm looking for uh, even bigger changes in my life, things that I've put off for a long time. And being away from Facebook, being away from Instagram will allow me an opportunity to do that. Uh, I've watched certain people, you know, step away 
from social media and when they come back they've been able to accomplish major things because they stop letting those types of things get in their way i've always felt as though i needed to go 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 i always felt as though i needed to continuously push the brand i don't want to do that right now i was going to say i can't of course i can i don't want to and there is a difference i don't want to do that right now because my mental health means more and that's how i'm going to celebrate at least for the very first month uh, who knows what's going to come in july but my way of celebrating pride month is going to be to continue to show up for my mental health you know uh, because here's truth, being a black queer man in America, that shit ain't easy. <laughs> and we are in a battle every single day. So I owe this to myself to be able to take some time away to just focus on Raven. Because just waking up in the morning wanting to wake up taking that next breath it can be work sometimes this struggle with my mood disorder it's not a game it really isn't i have some days where i feel like i'm on top of the world like there's nothing i can't accomplish and then i have other days where I don't want to be here anymore. And it's not on some self-harm type stuff. And I've made sure that I've shared that with my therapist and my psychiatrist. I don't want to hurt myself. I just have times where I don't want to be here. It feels very lonely, which says a lot because I'm in love. I have a loving family. But that's why it's important for people to understand just how mental health works, you know, just how these illnesses work, which is what saddens me when I see people judging folks for their mental health journeys, even how they judge celebrities. Everyone is battling something different. And I know, you know, each of us need to go on our own journey to really be able to get to a point where we don't judge. But I can't say that it doesn't still bother me when, you know, this celebrity or this person goes public with what it is that they're battling with. And based on how you may feel personally toward this complete stranger, you make judgments about whatever it is they're saying or doing. Not understanding that that only makes it worse. It really only makes it worse. So I sit here being completely vulnerable with all of the misfits who are listening with no shame of the judgment that may come from sharing what it is that I'm sharing right now. Because this is my truth in mine alone. And the truth is I have days where I am really happy really happy and thankful for this journey thankful that i work in mental health which is a passion of mine thankful that i get to teach yoga which is a passion of mine 
Thankful that I'm in love and this person loves me. Thankful that I still have my mom and dad because not everybody can say that. You know? Thankful for a lot of things, but with all of that happiness, it doesn't mean that I don't fall into deep, dark holes of sadness. Oftentimes because I just don't get this world. And it consumes me and it smothers me. That sadness of not getting why things just can't be peaceful. I say that as somebody who clearly understands balance. is that And that nothing can ever just be peaceful. I get that. But there are some instances where I look at humanity and it just doesn't make sense. It doesn't make sense. And oftentimes it's the hypocrisy of humanity that doesn't make sense to me. And people's unwillingness to be able to see each other that doesn't make sense to me. And these are the kind of things that eat away at me. It eats away at me that I'm 41 years old and I still struggle to trust people. (laughs) Because even at 41, I still have people who do me dirty. Now, on one hand, working in the field that I work in, I'm able to kind of break down and understand the reason why people operate the way they do. However, that's looking at it from a logical point of view. From an emotional point of view, it's a totally different situation. Because on one hand, I can say to myself, these people who are doing these things are battling their own demons. And whatever it is that they're going through, they don't know how to make space for other people and not hurt them. On the flip side, I'm saying to myself, but I've known people for years. And yet they're still capable of doing such hurtful things with seemingly no thought whatsoever. These are also things that lead me down those really dark paths. So it's a constant battle. And over the last year or so, I've decided to show up for myself in a different way. Going back to therapy when I hadn't had a therapist since I was in my early 20s. Having a psychiatrist for the very first time. And being very open and honest about my meds. I have some days where it feels as though it's working the way it's supposed to. My highs and lows, you know, my extreme happiness or my deep sadness, it feels like I level out. Then I have other days where I'm like, is this working? You know? And the meds that I'm on, I have to be clear, these are not specifically for depression. They're to balance out my moods. There is a difference. So... The battle that I'm having now is that, you know, my therapist is not the biggest fan of me being on meds in general. She understands that they're needed. And this is what I appreciate about her. She's very spiritual like I am, very holistic. Her goal is to get me to a point where I can feel whole enough, confident enough to not need my meds anymore. And I appreciate her greatly for that. However... There are moments where I feel as though I may need to be on more than just one med. And I remember how I felt before joining the nonprofit that I'm a part of now. How I felt about medicine. Even as a kid, I wouldn't let my mother give me medicine. I've been against it my entire life. Working in this organization 
and working with my kids and all the different types of meds that they have to take and seeing and understanding that with some of them, I can take a holistic route and understand, you know, and even talk to their doctors about the fact that there are certain things they don't need to be on. However, there are others who genuinely operate in a space of needing their meds. And this is a reality for a lot of people who are listening to this podcast now who may lean to one side or the other. The truth is, is that sometimes people are prescribed certain meds and they don't need them. It may look that way, but after time, hopefully these people and, you know, oftentimes the kids can either speak up for themselves or they need for us to advocate for them. They don't need to be on them. In other instances, the best way to be able to balance out a person, to give them some semblance of the life that they want to live, will be for them to be on meds. That's just the truth. At this point in my life, that's something that I own about myself. I don't like being this person who leans so heavily from one side to the other. And I'm fairly certain I talked about this in detail on an episode of the podcast before but there was a point where i was in the car with my partner and he and i were driving and i found myself just in this place of euphoria just like singing really loud and playing the music loud and dancing in the car and while that sounds very very happy that also isn't me (laughs) that's that's not my personality i'm not that uh outwardly joyous at least i don't believe i am um it's not something you see day to day from me but the uh the fall from that kind of given well no no when i was up there i could tell you know and i even said it to my partner i said that this didn't seem like me as happy as i was this was after the fact you know after we had already come back in the house i was like this doesn't seem like me and it kind of had me worried and then the fall happened and the darkness consumed and that's when i had to have a talk with my therapist and my psychiatrist and initially my psychiatrist upped my dosage But after a while, I realized that was too much for me. Um, It was having negative side effects, so we brought it back down again. But I had come to realize that it was very important for me to stay on my meds. I had started having thoughts of being able to come off of them and, you know, feeling as though maybe I could focus on other ways to keep me centered. But for right now, it's best that I stay where I am. And that is my truth. I didn't know what I was going to say when recording this episode of the podcast. All I knew is that I was just going to allow myself to talk. Mostly because this will be the last time you guys will hear me for I don't know how long. So while I loved having guests on the last three episodes, I wanted the month to end with just me talking about my mental health journey and how proud I am of myself as we go into Pride Month for constantly showing up for myself throughout the years. Not as often as I should, but I have. It has not been easy. 
It has not been easy being a young black queer boy growing up in a world that despises all of those things about you according to who it is. You are demonized for being black. You are demonized for being male according to who you're talking to. Though, you know, of course, I understand the privilege with that. And you are absolutely demonized for being queer. Worst still is the pain that comes along with not being ashamed of any of it. You know? I've never been ashamed of being queer. Never. I've taken pride in being gay my entire life. And it confused people. Because there was nothing you could say to me that would break me. My blackness. While I wasn't raised in a family that was super pro-black, most of that came from myself as I got older, I've always loved the skin I'm in. I even said on the podcast only one time in my entire life, and I could take you to the, the very moment, that one moment where I was like, what would it be like to be white? And that was it. <laughs> it never happened again. You know? And in the time we're living in now, being proud of being a man is looked down on by a lot of people. You know? So at every as at, at every point of my life, it has been people talking down to some part of who I am. Which is the reason why I am so vocal about my mental health. Because people would like to shame you for that too. People want to break you down for your mental health. It's funny, I say mental health over and over again because I've had people shame me for saying mental illness. Well, that's what it is. It is an illness. It is an illness that I battle daily. It is a journey for me. It is a journey that I do not hide from. It is a journey that shows up differently day to day. It is also not the only thing that I battle. I notice all the time different things that are going on with my body since turning 40. And at 41, I continue to see things. You know, the other night, I was laying in bed watching a commercial, and they started talking about, like, different tics with your body. And the funny thing is, over the years, I've had maybe one or two friends who have noticed that I have these tics, especially when it comes to my nose. And I'm looking at the commercial, and I'm like, wow, I've just always let it go, because I just figured, you know, who knows? Who knows what it is? I don't know why I do it. But in watching that commercial, I'm like, wow, I really need to, one, read up on this, but two, talk to my primary care doctor about what could be going on because it started off with just my nose. But now there are all different parts of my body, you know, that I, I can't keep still. And this is only recent. It's only been going on for maybe a couple of months now, but I'm like, I need to get it checked out. There are people who are going to listen to this podcast who I'm really close to, and they're going to be like, what? Because <laughs> this is my first time talking about it out loud. But I say that to say that I'm going through a lot of different things. And instead of being out here in the world and allowing it to stress me and depress me, 
I think it's time that I sign off. I think that it's time that I log out and just give myself an opportunity to love on me, to pour into me, to take care of me, to see what that looks like for a little while. I remember him. I remember him very well because he is who I was before I moved to Atlanta. And while I don't want to get him back exactly because we should always be evolving, I would like to take a lot of who he was and bring it into the next chapter of who I'm going to be. Because my last year in Maryland was amazing. I was at peace. I really, really was. But I knew that I needed a change of scenery. And moving down here, hmm, even now I still don't truly feel like I have the words for what this experience has been like. I can't say that it's negative at all because I've grown so much living in Atlanta. I've grown so much as a person. Being homeless for all that time really did a lot for me. And I needed it. Working in mental health is something I've needed. <laughs> Even though a part of that led me to being in therapy and having a psychiatrist. Uh, it has been needed. And all I hear is my mother's voice over and over again. Even though she was afraid for me to get into this field, I hear her voice all the time because it helps to bring me back to center. Like your mother was terrified for you to begin to do this work. Prove every single day that you are capable of continuing to do it and do not run from your purpose. So that's why I feel as though I'm supposed to still be here. Truth is, I've gone back and forth with the idea of moving back up north over and over and over again. But I have to stop and ask myself, with the exception of my family and friends, what else is there for me if I was to move back? And true, being around my family and friends would be wonderful. But what does that do for me? And it brings me back to what I was saying at the very beginning. I am constantly looking out for others. I am constantly doing what I can to make others happy, to make their lives easier. But when does Raven look out for Raven? Now. Raven looks out for Raven now. And the funny thing is, I have been deactivated from Instagram. Now, some people would see that as being a negative. However, me, immediately after it happened, I said to myself, this is clearly the universe saying, you thought you were getting off social media on the 1st of June. No, no, no. <laughs> we're going to begin this transition even sooner than that. So you're listening to this. Uh, well, the episode premieres 
on the 31st and it is actually 12 13 a.m on the 31st right now so if you're listening to this on the actual day that this airs uh it was deactivated last thursday and i'm okay with it i'm okay initially i was saying to myself i want to make sure that i can get the uh, account back up before i leave because i don't know when i'm going to be back so the last thing i want is for them to come back to me like your account is no longer deactivated but if i don't do something because i don't know how this whole thing works if i don't come back then they give my name to someone else i don't want that to happen because i'm scorpiogi everywhere so i don't want for instagram to be the one place where i'm not scorpiogi but once again this is a situation where why am i so focused on the brand why am I not focused on me and my own health? So as I say that to all of you right now, I'm going to go. God does everything for a reason. So if that name is supposed to be mine on Instagram, it will be. But if not, that is far from the end of the world. I got to love me, y'all. I have to love me. So I'm going to go do that. I'm going to go love me and I'll see you all when I see you. I want to thank you all so much for listening to the healing space. I don't want this to sound like I'm just going to be gone forever, (laughs) but I don't know when I'll be back. So I needed to let you all know that I love you. I love you for being here with me, helping me to create this misfit universe from 2017 until now. You guys have been with me for the entire time I've been here in Atlanta. And I thank you. I thank you for listening to every episode. I thank you for catching us on our lives on YouTube and Instagram and Facebook. I I just give thanks for you all. For your lack of judgment. For your transparency. Thank you to all of the guests who have come on to the healing space and have shared their stories. Thank you for the ones in the very beginning who did that episode about sexual assault. I'll be forever grateful to those of you and we don't talk about that episode enough you guys were so brave so just thank you to everyone who has even given a second to listen to a clip of ths podcast this is one of the most important things i will ever do in this life and i'm so thankful that you all have chosen to listen so until next time i love you all so much take care of each other And most importantly, take care of yourself. Namaste.